Welcome, everybody, to the uh, Pulpamex Fantasy Podcast Show. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Each and every week, we'll be here. We'll try to help you make your picks. Pulpamexfantasy.com. It's a handicap league, and uh, I love seeing the tweets every week talking about how bad your teams are. And please, again, do not attach the riders if you're really mad at their results. Please, please don't. That's not that's not cool. You may you may be free to send it on text to your buddies and everything else, but. Uh, just a little reminder. Uh, also presented by ProTaper, ProTaper.com, Geico Honda, the Rockstar Energy Husky team, and the JGR Suzuki team, just three of the teams in the pits that use ProTaper bars and sprockets uh, for everything that they need for their riders. From Damon Bradshaw back in the day to Jason Anderson now, who's leading the points, ProTaper can be, t- can, can, uh, can be trusted to provide revolutionary products that continue to set the industry benchmark for all others to follow. Uh, ProTaper Sport. Just launched uh, this week. Uh, our guys, our friends at ProTaper, have a whole new line of uh, products that uh, are a little lower cost and uh, in a sport line to enable you to uh, have some more choices out there for, for your bike. So thanks to those guys for coming on ProTaper.com. All right, let's get into the fantasy and how we did and everything else. Uh, with me on the line from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What's happening? Don't tweet the riders, right? You're with me on that? Yeah, it doesn't do any good. I mean, I, I come on these shows and complain, but I would never, no. I would never tweet at them or bitch at them in person. Whatever, they got their own lives and their own <laughs> problems. Um, it's all this is all in fun, but you got to realize they do not care. It's like fantasy football. Like, have yeah. you ever heard of fantasy, a fantasy a real football player? They hate fantasy, yeah, because of what the fans do to them when they don't perform up to their standards. Like, let's keep it in the fantasy world and keep the real racing yeah. out of it. Yeah, no, exactly right. If you tweet them and tell them that. You know, they're D-bags because they let your fantasy team down. You're a D-bag. That's how it goes. Yeah, it's really... they don't care. Like, they're not worried. They're trying to actually pay their bills and, <laughs> you know, have a yeah. life. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, uh, we'll get into uh, into San Diego this weekend. I want to find out, JT, from you if Chad Reed is finally worth a pick. He is uh, very good at San Diego. So let's, let's look into that. Handicaps are out. We need uh, a slight change done to Jess Pettis. Uh, Marks uh, will get on that, and we'll talk about maybe what he should be. Um, but first, let's talk about how we did in Oakland. Gnarly track, gnarly results. My faith in the bear maybe paid off. Uh, probably not, I guess. In the grand scheme of things, it didn't. But, uh, JT, you've been having a terrible time. But uh, this week was better I for have. you. What did you score? I scored 192. Um, it was better, but still not. I mean, that's that's not up to my standards. I, I usually am really good at this game. And to be honest, I'm my own worst enemy right now because – I'm in this vortex where I'm really far down. I'm, my global rank is 2741, and usually my rankings are usually some, you know inside the top 100 overall, no, no matter how many people are playing. Um, so it's been bad, and, and what's happening to me is I keep going for these crazy picks because I need to get some huge scores up on the board to get relevant again, and, mm-hmm. and there's lots of time left. That's the whole thing is we're, we're only a third of the way through the season, so – there's a lot of time left, but I've got to get some big scores up to catch up. And I keep going for guys like Jess Pettis and these uh, Michael Lieb and these guys, and it's just not working. They're not even qualifying. You know, they're crashing every time they go on the track, and then I end up with six guys in the main event, and then it's the same cycle week after week. So <laughs> I've been doing some soul searching this week, and I'm going to have to change up my strategy. Um, but the only way I like playing is to be relevant in this thing, and right now that's just not happening. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got a fifty dollar bet on our on our game, so you know. Yeah, what's your what is your global series rank? Uh, you I scored one? I scored one ninety four. Uh, global series okay. rank five five eight. 
Yeah, so I got a lot of work to do. But like I said, that's the whole thing too. I, I think for the people listening is, if things are bleak right now, trust me, don't <laughs> give up. I've been in really, really bad spots and gotten into like the top fifty overall, just because. Yeah. You know, basically at the halfway point, you're starting over again. And, so. And we're dropping around. We're dropping around. Yeah, you have a drop round, and then for me, it's just like, okay, well, I've got to, you know, it's been that we're going into round six here. So what have I learned? What am I doing wrong? And how can I basically reassess? And it's no different than a football team. They they do it by every four games. They really break it their season down into segments, and they really try to adjust. And, and right now, if you've been doing poorly, you've got to figure out a way to pivot and turn this thing around. Uh, well said, Coach JT. Wow. Yeah, out with trying to be yeah. trying to be the fantasy expert that we that's the reason we have a podcast. Uh, uh, somebody else, My results aren't doing it. Somebody tweeted me and said, uh, "Don't bother listening to those shows. Those guys don't know what they're talking about." And I would tell that tweeter, and I couldn't find his tweet, and maybe he deleted. It. I would tell that guy that there's been three motorcycles won and many many top five finishes uh, among us four that are normally on this call. So um, yeah, and, yeah, and that's fine. I, yeah. I, I honestly, for my results, I can't really offer up much of other than a shoulder shrug but if he wanted to have some sort of trivia about moto and who's going to do what and all i I would be happy to do that any anywhere he'd like for any amount of money he'd like but having said all that i'm i suck so far this year but i kind of know what i've been doing wrong and i'm just going to have to i'm going to have to force myself out of that pattern because i know on every saturday afternoon i get so amped up and i swing for the fences again hoping for that you know 280 points or something crazy out of the weekend and it's just not working these guys just keep crashing um so i got uh you got 192 i got 194 dan who's not on this call he's down at the uh, tucker rocky show he got 194 and paul who's not on this call also down there uh hawking pro taper products and pro taper sport introducing the pro taper sport line and some lock-on grips he scored 224 so uh paul had the uh, the best week out of all of us so three of us got burned by michael lieb did you jt yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, so all four of us burned by, yeah. burned by Michael Lee. But he, right. he was a smart pick. He I was. Mean, he really yeah. – he was a good pick, and I, and I would – you know, Marks could scrape some data and tell us how how high of a pick he was, and I'm sure on the pick trend it would say I don't. I'm not looking at it right this second, but he was a smart pick, and just because he's a smart pick doesn't mean he's going to pan out. But if you know a lot and you know how the sport works and you know Michael Weeb's history, then you picked him, and that's why I think the majority of people did. Uh, yeah. You know, and it just sometimes it doesn't work you can do everything you know you can plan everything right and sometimes things just don't work yeah no exactly so uh all right let's get into how we did so i picked amart he was the number one i think he had a 50 percent pick trend at some point um yep. he was number one pick 46 points uh justin heff was next and castello was next and zambrano was next they were all tied with 46 points uh, I had Amart. I had Hayden Melross, who really paid off for me a few weeks ago, and 32 mm-hmm. points. I'll take that. He was a handicap three. Uh, JT, you said it didn't offer enough value for you last week, but once I saw Tim Ferry there, that was it. He was over. Oh, okay. I was okay. picking Melross. Uh, I had AC also. I just keep mm-hmm. waiting, and he got 18 points. Not not a good finish for AT- AC. He was a handicap two, so I kind of went against my strategy of picking the all-star because you have to pick an all-star i went against the strategy of picking an all-star with the highest handicap i just thought it was going to be adam's night uh and then of course i had Lieb, who did not make the main event uh chase marquet was uh uh second place uh with 38 points after the guys that tied for 46 ramos 36 and then mel ross right there um and then 450s 
I had Marvin Muscan, who I thought looked great and uh, got me 30 points. He was not an all-star. He is now an all-star going ahead. With that finish, he got in the top eight. So Marvin's value is uh, is debatable now. But I had Marvin um, at 30 points, or I should say, yeah, I had Marvin at 30 points. I had Dean Wilson, 34 points, second high score of the um, of the weekend. And Dean was a handicap five, and uh, so he did pretty well. And I had Cole Seeley as my all-star because he had qualified fastest, and he looked good all day. He maxed out at 26 points. And the Bear. The Bear, I don't What would the Bear have got for a 10th, JT, with handicap six? Well, how many points would that, uh, that be? Minus four. I, I'm, I'm still not 100% sure how the points work. It would have been, whatever, 15 or 16 times two. Yeah, yeah, 30, 30-ish, 32 points, something like that. Um so maybe got, even more than that, maybe 18 times two. I, I need to learn this point system better. He so he had 36 points. He okay. would have been really well. And instead, in one yeah. minute, in one minute, he had one minute to go in one lap. He dropped from that to a DNF with that with that spectacular crash, scoring me only eight points. Uh, Tomac probably bit a lot of people. Um, he was I, I don't know what his pick trend was. I couldn't pick him. I went I went I had him last week. Um, Alex Ray was the number one pick in 450s with 36 points. And I recommended him earlier because I he was did. thinking, JT, two negatives, his cattywampus and the track would equal a positive. <laughs> <laughs> that was straight my strategy. Um, but, yeah, 36 points for A-Ray, 34 for Wilson, 32 for Webb, Tickle, Chad at 32, LeMay had 32, which I know Paul had LeMay, and then Marvin and Cunningham. So, um, yeah, that's how I did. I had all f- um, my night would have been. 30 points better, probably. 25 points better if Bowers had just held on. Um, all right, JT, who'd you have? Yeah, so uh, it could have been a really good night for me. I had, I had, I feel like my pulse on kind of what was going to happen uh, other than two of my guys not making the main events. And uh, those are the guys that I keep swinging for the fences on. Uh, so I had Plessinger. He won the race. They got max points out of him. He was my all-star. I had Alex Martin, and I picked him at the. I'll be honest, I picked him at the last minute. Why? Would um, you, why? I, I, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you? That's awesome pick. Yeah, but I have a theory. When you're behind, you have to go against the grain because if you pick the same guys as the people in front of you, you can't make up points. Okay, and it's just sure. it, it's common sense logic, but you have to re, you have to get lucky with timing to make it work. And I started thinking about it more and more, and I'm like, yeah, Amart's he's good. This track's going to be really beat to hell, and he's good in these conditions. When the track slows down and gets really crappy, he's going to do good. And I just said, this isn't the right person to pick against the grain. Like, I, I, I just think he's going to be, you know, he, I thought he would get like seventh or eighth, and that would be too many points. And I just, in the first race back, I didn't think he would do anything stupid. And and I made the right decision at the last minute, but I, I really wanted yeah. to not pick him. But I did, and, and he paid off. So I had those two guys, nailed it, great points out of both of them. Mm-hmm. And then I picked uh, Michael Weeb and I picked Jess Pettis. And as I said, those are the two guys that I was really trying to get huge points out of. And Pettis was easily fast enough. I mean, he, he should have made the main event based off his speed, but he just was, you know, it was his first Supercross, and he looked – he looked all out of sorts in the races, and he crashed in both of them. And, you know, I, I should have known better because when I watched him, I have another unwritten rule that if people can't put lap after lap together consistently, then they're not going to be able to do it in the race. And when I watched him in practice, he was really fast, but he would make huge mistakes, you know, on his off lap. Like he would do a great lap and then try to put another one and then be all over the place. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, that doesn't 
that doesn't bode well for a race where you've just you've got to be consistent and even if you're not the fastest person you've got to put in you know six perfect laps or whatever and that's kind of what we saw in the race he just uh he wasn't able to consistently keep it together and the track just jumped up and bit him twice uh and then with Lee, man he he should be a main event guy he will be a main event guy and he just he crashed twice he crashed on the start of the of the lcq and then uh in the heat race you know he crashed he ran into the back of somebody in the whoops and crashed so it was just bad luck on that one but that you know that put me in two guys in the 250 class which killed me you should okay go ahead well yeah no no let's let's, go ahead i'm canadian and i love canada you know that and Mm -hmm. i was telling you guys to not pick jess pettis I was saying that in our group text. I'm yeah, like, I'm no, staying I away I, because it's well, first race, and you never know. And and I'll tell you, part of part of you saying don't pick him was another reason I went with because I was hoping a lot of people would shy away from it. And at a 16, if he gets in the main event, which he had plenty of speed to do that, that's mainly what I went off of. Is his speed was was plenty good. If he could get in the main event and he just finished, he gets 18, 19, 20. I get huge points out of it, and I know I knew he was not going to be a, a hugely picked rider because of the pick trend, and I just felt like it was a risk I had to take, and it, it didn't pay off, obviously. Um, but I just felt like the the reward was worth the risk if I could if he could get in the main event. I just needed sure. him in the main event, right. and he wasn't able to do it. Uh, all right, four fifties. So my 450 guys were were good, and it's kind of the only thing that saved me from having a catastrophic weekend. Um, so my thoughts on this were with, you know, you had Bowers, and I knew a lot of people would pick Bowers because he ran inside the top ten in time qualifying all yeah. day long. Oh, yeah. And he was just super solid. And it wasn't that I didn't think he was a good pick, but going along that, that logic that I told you about earlier yeah. where everyone's going to pick somebody and you just got to get lucky, I got lucky. I didn't pick Bowers. I was just hoping against hope that he would have an issue, and I didn't think it would be that kind of issue. Yeah, just um, yeah, I, but I just got lucky. That was where that line of thinking pays off. Is where everyone goes one direction, and you go the you know they all zig, you zag, and it pays off to zag in that situation. Even when logic's telling you it's not going to work, sometimes that's yeah. just how these things go. Uh, so that was just blind luck. You know, we were both there. We watched him all day. We knew he'd be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got lucky. No other way to put it. Uh, I had Ben Lemay, and him he was a uh, he was a twelve, and coming into it, we knew he had been he was a main event guy. Uh, it just had not been working out for him. He missed it by one uh, in Glendale, so I'm like, man, that's that's my guy for this weekend. Uh, his main event result was a 19, so that wasn't ideal. But at a 12, you still got good value for him. But hey, he was six or seven in the LCQ two laps in. Like it did. Oh look yeah, good. yeah. It I did mean, look I, good. he yeah. rode he rode amazingly well. Um, but that's, I mean, that's why I picked him. I felt like he should be a main event guy and he got, you know, you can say what you want as far as how he got in, but yeah, no, no, I'm just saying it was part of why I picked him. It was stressful for you at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But after my, honestly, to be completely honest, after my 250, I had two guys in, I kind of didn't care. I was so bummed out and depressed. (laughs) I was like, Oh yeah. Well, man, great. Whatever. Yeah. But I I just was so distraught. Um, it wasn't as exciting. Yeah. Yep. So I had Baggett. He was a handicap eight. Uh, he was my all-star, and I just knew that his riding did not show up in the results column yet, and I knew it was coming. And I, you know, even around the truck, it was like, all right, like this hasn't been good, but everything's there. And you finally saw it show up. 
he was he got third got on the podium uh so that was a, a good pick and good timing for me um i just felt with the conditions and the way things have been going all he had to do was just not get in his own way which is really what he's been doing uh the results have come around so especially at an eight i knew he'd be top eight um so that paid off i had brock tickle and this was really more a conditional conditions pick and also he was a handicap one um so you take tickle put him in incredibly ruddy, nasty conditions, and then give him a handicap on top of it, and I'm going to be all in every time on that. So that was kind of a no-brainer. He was on my team no matter what, um, as long as he was you know, out there yeah. and racing. Uh, my final guy was uh, Marvin Muskan. Uh, he was um, – I believe he was a minus four. Minus four. He was a minus four. Yep. If I'm correct, yeah. And for him, it was <clears> – I knew the whoops would be a joke as far as jumping in and out, so that wasn't – I didn't have that negative check in my column for him. And then I just felt like he was kind of back to maybe not 100%, but pretty darn close. And this is a track where he's so smart and his racecraft is good and he, he can get in and out of the nasty sections. I felt like he would be top three, top five at worst. Uh, I didn't plan on the Jason Anderson run in that I, <laughs> I have to say that, you know, took him, took him a little bit further back than I would like, but uh, to be double points, even in a negative situation for Moose Cannon in those conditions, I would probably take every time. So that was my 450 team. Um, you know, I think I got 120 points or so out of those yeah. guys, something like that. Uh, so it was, a, it was a solid day. Just as I said, every week, it seems like the 250 class is killing me. So I'm really going to have to rethink what I'm doing there or else the season is going to continue to go sideways on me. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the handicaps for San Diego. Thanks to Pro Taper, of course, for coming on. San Diego this weekend on the Pulp Mix Fantasy Podcast Show. The biggest debate we had was a bit of uh, a bit of talk about Bear, about the Bowers. Now he's got a broken pinky. He said he's got some ribs uh, going on, so he's got he's got some issues happening for four fifties. So I don't know if I would pick him again, even if I could. Of course I can't. But that was the biggest debate we kind of had was where to set Bowers' handicap at. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about it. Um, you know. In the end, I, I kind of seceded. I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is, but um, I kind of moved out of the way and let you know smarter guys than me um, kind of have their way with it. But there was a lot of talk about it. You know, I, I wanted him to stay around the same place he was. I was okay with moving, you know, a spot or two. Um, but I, I feel like common sense is a, is a big factor in this fantasy game in our fantasy league and how we look at handicaps and to move him really high because mm -hmm. of a crash wasn't indicative of his riding or where he really fit into the class at all. And that that's, you have to realize that I'm, I'm putting myself in a bad spot because he's, he could be picked by me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, that's full transparency where I could be like, Oh yeah, like he, the, his result was terrible. We got to move him way back, you yeah. know, but I want it to be legit and I don't want everyone, anyone to ever look at my team and be like, Oh, well you moved him because of this. Yeah. But for him to be running around in 10th in the main event and really he was qualifying better than that all day. Um, I, th I feel like we used our best judgment. We only moved him one spot and it was really just because of his average. His mm -hmm. average hasn't been that great. Um, and then you put, you know, put a basically a last place finish on top of that. And I think, I think we were, we we're fair and justified to have him at a seven. Yeah. Um, all right. So Tomac goes from a negative eight to a negative six. He's uh, he's not no longer an all, he's not an all-star anymore. Or he's still not an yep. all-star, I should say. 
Yep. Webb's a minus one, so Webb jumped a couple of spots. Um, I like Brayton for my all-star to seven, right? Like just, again, high handicap. And, you know, if you're going to go with an all-star, that seven's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a good pick. Um, you know, the all-stars are – I think there there's a lot of strategy there because um, you know is, was Baggett a better pick at an eight or was Anderson a better pick at a you know a zero or a one? Uh, they both paid off full points, but I think you could have that argument go round and round about which and, and both you would be right. So mm-hmm. it's pretty fun when I, I like this aspect of the game this year where no one else has really had this before. Um, all right, Chad Reed's always good in San Diego. He had his best tied for the best finish of his year uh, in Oakland. He's a six. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think I'm going to pick him. Um, I think he was fortunate with Bowers crashing, and, and you know there were things going on that I think you know he, that puts him in 15th last weekend. Just Bowers on the last lap, and it really, if you look at the results, people are crashing all over the place. Uh, he was just smart and steady, and you know he he basically wasn't really fast by any means. He went to the LCQ again, but he's smart enough to stay off the ground, and he ended up 14th. I don't think there's enough upside with him at a six for me to pick him. I'm sure people have been picking him every week. Right now his trend is 33%, so that just shows you how many people think he's a good pick. Yeah. No, he's good at San Diego. I think that's the highest. Yeah, I think that's the highest of any rider right now. And this is his first week of testing, so you kind of you have that factor in as well. Um, But just for me – just for me personally, I don't see enough high-end value. Um, I think he's still going to be somewhere between 14 and 17 on the results column yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah, which is not going to get you a ton. It'll be okay if he no. does it. Yeah, he's going to be solid. But you know, what if he, he's had bike issues two out of the last three weeks? So what if that happens again? You know, there are just other things that could happen that if he was capable of going out and getting a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth place right now in the main event, mm-hmm. he would be an easy pick. But he can't. He can't do that yet. So for me, there's a pretty solid ceiling of him of around 13th or 14th, and I don't see enough upside in that scenario to pick him. Okay. Uh, so who do you like? Uh, when talking about the All-Stars, I'll go with Brayton for my All-Star. I like that at a seven. Uh, what else do you, do you like, JT? Um, for me, I think I'm going to go with one of the solid guys and, and saying solid, I'm going to say Seeley. I like Seeley at a six. Uh, he's been riding so well lately and, you know, he, if he didn't win the race last week, he certainly would have been on the podium in my opinion, had he not crashed. Um, he was at the halfway mark and still winning last week. He's in SoCal. He obviously has a ton of confidence. So I think I'm going to pick Seeley as my all-star and hope to just get max points out of him. Mm-hmm. Sixth place for him doesn't seem like it's a, a really tough thing to do, especially even he even got it with a crash last week. So okay. um, that would be my all-star pick. But I, if you wanted to go Roxon or Anderson or any of those guys, I, I think you're in a pretty good place as well. Uh, I like Dino at a three. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's coming around. Um, each week is a pretty big step forward for him, uh, injury wise. And you've you've got to know he's better than thirteenth place um, when he's feeling it. So one of these weeks, you know that he's he's going to turn into a top ten guy. Last week he was close with an eleventh. So I like uh, I like my odds with him. Cooper Webb's interesting because he's really started to get better. Uh, I just don't know if it's a conditions thing or if it's actually him. Uh, I heard his team, uh, his team manager, uh, Keith McCarty, I'm not even sure what his role is, if it's above team manager. Oh, yeah, he's above team manager. He's like yeah, Jesus of Yamaha. <laughs> right. 
but I heard him talking at Glendale saying his, him at the test track has really improved, so results are going to come, and we've seen that. Uh, he was definitely better in Oakland. He was seventh place. Uh, qualifying was better. So he's someone I could look at at a minus one also. Um, I wouldn't say he's a shoe-in, but he's, he's a, a possible guy. Uh, you know, the interesting guys, I think, are do you want to take flyers on some of these guys? Antignap hasn't made the main in a while. He's, a, he's back up to a 16. So there's a ton of value there and a guy that made the first, what, two mains two, at yeah, least? Two, yeah. Yeah, so there's a ton of value back into a guy that was losing value quickly. Uh, Dakota Tedder didn't qualify last week. He was another guy that had made the first two main events, maybe more. Uh, he's back up to a 15. So that's another guy, you know, all you need is these guys to get in the main event, and uh, you're looking solid. Tomac has some added value compared to last week. Um, So if you think he's going to be on the podium, which most people would guess that, um, that's going to give you some decent value, at least double points, uh, better than an all-star could possibly get you. But you're always rolling the dice with that negative number. There's never been a guy so up and down in fantasy than Eli Tomac right now. <laughs> oh, it's I mean, just in life, man. What I, you, you watch him and you're just like, how can that be the same guy week to week sometimes? Yeah. What about uh, two guys I like, but I would only pick yep. one of them, is uh, Bloss and Weimer. Both 10s. Mm-hmm. Weimer didn't make it, surprisingly. He rolled like garbage in that LCQ. And Bloss, Bloss made it and had a good heat, but then crashed in the main, and he's crashing a lot. Which guy would you uh, – normally I'd go Weimer all day long at a 10, but I don't know now. Yeah, I think I would stay away from both of them, to be honest yep. with you. Uh, Benny's crashing too much, and Jake just – maybe he's a lot better on a track that's not – you know, doesn't look like Baghdad out there. Yeah. Um, but I haven't I haven't really liked what I've seen from either one of them, especially in the main events. So uh, there will be plenty of people to, that pick those guys. I just – I haven't seen enough in a 21-minute main event Bloss for me to a, pick either Bloss one of those guys. is 33% yet. pick trend right now. Yeah, and, and there will be – there will be lots of people to pick both of them because they're a 10 handicap. It just won't be me. Yeah, Reed's 32, so Bloss is actually higher than Reed handicap. Okay, and, and, yeah, Reed was 33 when I looked at it a minute okay. ago. So people are actually picking right now. Yeah, and A Ray's 31 at a 9. Yep. I, I, I'm not I – think, I think I'd go Kyle Cunningham at a 9 ahead of A Ray. Cunningham. Yeah, I would too. And, yeah. and that's not a slide on A Ray. No. It's just you're looking at upside, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? I think Cunningham beats A Ray most times if he just right. can keep it on two wheels. Yeah. Yeah, another guy I saw, uh, Dylan Merriam, was, uh, he was in the mix in Oakland. and I, He didn't make the main event, mm-hmm. but he's a guy to keep your eye on out there. Um, so just see where he ends up. He's, he's just getting back into the, into the class, and he was showing some, some flashes of speed out there, so keep your eye on him. Uh, if you want to take a flyer on somebody, I don't think I would recommend it yet, but yeah. um, if he ke- continues to improve, he might be a guy that sneaks in in these LCQs. Um, that's that's really what I like. At Bogle, I don't know, man. He he yeah. he's a seven. He got seventeenth, so that would be double points, and that was with a crash that he was on the ground for a long time. So he's he's a guy that we all know he's going to get better and better and better. It's just is this the week that he yeah. you know starts to show marked improvement? All right, so you wouldn't take Bloss, you wouldn't take Weimer, you wouldn't take Reed. Nope. <laughs> you, no. What uh, do you think about uh? What do you think about Mookie? Well, I think he's banged up a little bit, hurt his leg right. and all that. Course, so, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, he started off with it really good, and I thought he was going to get better, you know, but uh, yep. it wasn't ideal for him. Yeah, so. he's, a, he's an easy pick if he's not hurt. Yeah. But the injury is, I think, the big question there. Yeah, I would I would stay away until I knew. He, and maybe he'll burn everybody or burn me if I didn't pick him, and, and he'll do really well. But I would probably stay away just because I don't know how that injury is. Um, right. 
Then Marvin moves into All Stars, so he's he's a four. Did I see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'd still go Sealy at a five, or Brayton at a seven for an All Star myself. But um, and I, I can't. So who's your Who's your four fifty team right now on Wednesday? Uh, probably Cunningham, uh, Lemay, because I haven't picked Lemay uh, for a couple okay. weeks, and I I I like him. What is he? What was Ben at? I got He's see. an eleven. He's an eleven. Yeah. So Lemay, Cunningham. I'll pick uh, Sealy as my all star. Yep, I'll go with that ahead of Brayton. Even though I, I came in with Brayton, you convinced me to go Sealy. And that last spot, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I might, I might take a flyer on somebody, like somebody like uh, somebody like Bloss or Weimer. I know you didn't like either one of those guys, but somebody to just get into the main, you know, or Hanny. Mm-hmm. What about Hanny? Still not racing. Still not racing, everybody. Yeah, I, I can't. I haven't even seen him ride yet. So yeah. that would be a that would be a practice day decision. There's yeah. no way, you know, I could pick him just on a Wednesday without even seeing him ride. Yeah, I might look at Chad. I don't know. San Diego is a really good form. It always is. Yeah, know? not so much Petco though. No, true. Um, but Cunningham and Lemay for sure on my team, and Celia for sure on my team as we sit. So, all right. Uh, oh, you know what? I can't pick Celia. I picked him last week. Duh. So okay, I'll go Brayton. Yeah, I'll go Brayton, Brayton at a seven. Uh, Brayton's pretty good at Petco, if I remember right. Or he's smaller. It, I haven't looked at the track map, but tighter track, and so I'll probably go Brayton. Yeah, um, it's better than a two, but it's still a baseball baseball yeah, deal. Yeah. All right, two uh, fifties. Um, now this might be the weekend I pick Jess Pettis. This might be the weekend. Now we have his handicap screwed up. It'll be fixed real soon. Uh, what It'll is be it? a 16. Okay, I was It'll be say. a 16. All right, so he's a yeah. 16. So I might pick Pettis now. Got one under his belt. The track is not Baghdad. He certainly got the speed. It's his last one before he, um, you know, he's not going east, uh, obviously. So I might pick Pettis now this weekend. I need to see the practice and all that. But he'll be calmer. He'll be in control and everything else. So, um, yeah, that might I'm going to be devastated if he makes it this week. Oh, boy. Martinez, <laughs> Martinez, uh, he's normally pretty good. He's he was 16th in San, in uh, Oakland, but again, it was Baghdad, so he's better than what he shows. Phil is beat up. I'm staying away from Phil. Phil has been really good for a lot of people in fantasy this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's paid off, but I, the way he's so beat up right now, um, like his ribs are sore and his back is sore and everything's just jacked up. So um, I might I might stay away from Phil, no matter what, even though he's been pretty good. Chisholm's an all star now. He's slowly getting working up, JT. With yeah, he's been like 9, 10, 11 every single race. Yeah, yeah. So he's an all-star. That's something new that's changed. So who dropped mm-hmm. out of being an all-star then? Who dropped out? I can't uh, think of it off the top of my question. head. Uh, oh, Oldenburg. Oh, Oldenburg would have probably Oh, dropped yeah. Out. He didn't get to race. Yeah. So probably he's, he's a zero handicap. His elbow was cut up, so I'm going to keep a uh, close eye. On Oldenburg, Taft didn't make the main. Now he's a one. Mm-hmm. Taft might be. He got sixth in. Where were we before? Glendale. He got sixth in Glendale. So he went sixth yep. at DN, DNQ. So I like Taft. What? Do, well, all right. Who do you like, JT? Um, for my All Star. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I think I'm going to go pretty safe and go. Savachi, maybe. Um, take that back. I'm going to go McElrath. McElrath. Four. Yeah. Yeah, at a four. I think he's, uh, if he doesn't crash or his bike doesn't break, he's a shoe and he gets you max points there. So I'd go McElrath as my all star. Uh, for my handicap guys, um, man, I, 
I wanted to pick Marquier so bad last week, and I, I looked at the uh, at his heat race, and it was really stacked, and I didn't pick him, and I really was really upset with myself for not. It looked smart on paper to not pick him, and then he pulls a fourth place start and hangs on to it. So I don't think I'll pick him at a handicap twelve. Um, I think I missed my window last week. Uh, Colt Martinez crashed. He's better than 15th, so a five handicap looks pretty solid to me. I would definitely consider him because I need I need more solid guys than what I've been going with. Um, <laughs> Strategies changing, yeah, yeah. I will have to. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I I I have to be honest and say I'm looking at Josh Moseman though. I picked him in Glendale. He was oh, nowhere close. Yeah. Then I picked him in Oakland, and he he missed it by one. I mean, he went for the kill. Um, on the last lap to get in last week and, and missed it in the heat race. So um, I'm going to take a long, hard look at him. I do think he will make a main event here, whether it's this week or sometime down the road. He's going to make it, and somebody's going to get paid off. So I'm going to look hard at him. If he looks decent in practice, I'm going with him. Uh, I'm trying to think who he was trying. Oh, he was trying to pass Phil. He was trying to pass Phil in the heat race. Phil had crashed, and then uh, Moseman was tr- was trying everything he could do to catch Phil, and just didn't pan out. So he's close. That's the that's the yeah. real key here. Is he's he's really close. Uh, Heft was 11th last week, and he's still a six. That's a pretty good uh, pretty good pick. He's a 47 percent pick trend right now. So keep that in mind. Uh, seems like everybody realizes he's a good pick right now. Um, and really the only reason he's still a six is because he's had some really, really inconsistent results. The speed's there, but he's kind of all over the place as far as results and crashes. So that's why he's still a six after an 11th place finish. Um, Oldenburg, he's not an all-star. I think he he will be a pretty high pick if he's healthy. Uh, 12% pick trend. I expect that to go up. Uh, no, McConaughey is claiming he's going to race, I think. Oh, boy. Uh, he's a six. He's a 16. It's his first race back. He broke his femur at A1, which clearly I didn't know. Well, how can um, you break your femur and be back? I don't know. He, I don't know. No, he's not racing. He can't be. He cannot break his femur at A1 and be back. Not that's, I just saw an Instagram post, and that's what I saw. So I, I don't. I, I agree with you. That's just what I saw. <laughs> uh, and then you got to wonder about Ryan Surratt. He has had a really tough time this year. He's a 16 handicap. He was a main event lock last year, you know, the second half of the series. Yeah. So keep an eye on him if he if he looks to turn it around. He's a SoCal guy, uh, rides down there all the time. You've got to think he's going to find a way to get in one of these things, and he's a 16 handicap, so that's huge points. It's just all about timing, right? So I'll probably get burned by Jess Pettis this weekend in the same scenario. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I like Taft at a one. You didn't mention him. You don't like that? Uh, I didn't see him. Sorry, that's that's on my that's my bad. Um, do, you, do, not, do you like that at a one? at a one, I I wouldn't pick anyway. I'll be honest with you. Oh, okay. uh, he's he's a little bit too inconsistent for me. Um, he he didn't even finish the race last week, so well, well he didn't qualify. Right, <laughs> is what I'm what I'm getting at. Well, I, I, to I me, can't. Yeah, okay. He got sixth, and I can't go with a one. Not a one. Okay. If he's a five, maybe, but. His his inconsistency, even when he qualifies, he 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 has a tendency to crash, and I yeah I, I just don't see it. I, I know that sixth place is looming out there, but that's to, to me that's been the outlier, not the not the norm. No, you're right about that. Yep. Um. All right. Give me a four. Um. I'm gonna go McElrath, as I said. I'm gonna go Martinez. 
I'm I will go, go Moseman. I'm going to go Auberson again. Killian. I, I've picked Auberson twice this, this year already, and it's been okay. Yeah. He just doesn't have a ton of upside. He, he always finishes like 18th or worse. So that's why I'm going to stay yeah. away. Um, and I think my fourth will be Oldenburg. It'll either be Oldenburg, Heft. Yeah. Keep an eye on if Oldenburg's racing. He may not even be racing. Possibly so, Yeah, keep an eye on Oldenburg. He may not be racing. Who knows? I right, think he probably right. would be. He's just got a cut elbow, so. Yeah. But. And, and honestly, being fully honest here, I'm probably going to end up with four 16s at the last second. <laughs> Three and a half minutes before cutoff, I'm probably going to go 16, 16, 16, 16 handicaps. Right. And then punch myself right in the nuts. No, well, at least honesty is, uh, is the best policy. <laughs> um, all right. I like, I like Pettis. I don't know what he's going to be. 16, you said. Uh, Taft, one. McElrath, all-star, four. And I'll, I'll take Auberson and, 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 and roll the dice with that. A 10 is, 10 is pretty good. Um, all right. Anything else? Um, no, I think we're good. I, I just need to turn this thing around. Yeah, I, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of people in the same. I'm, I'm beating uh, several thousand people right now. So it's not like it's the end of the world, but... Um, man, I, I can't stress enough that it, you know it's round six of seventeen rounds. So just keep that in perspective if you feel like all is lost. Yeah. Well, you're giving away a Blake Baggett jersey this weekend, by the way. Uh, we are. It was, we uh, are. Yeah. Blake Baggett is close this to weekend. my heart. Yes, absolutely. For the winner, and then 100 percent goggles and Michelin Starcross Five BTO Sports gift card, all up for grabs. Pro Taper products as well, all up for grabs this week for the weekly prizes. And thanks to Kawasaki, by the way, Kawasaki, where you're giving a 2019 KX450F away uh, to a random person who plays the the signs up for the year. Um, so it's too late for people who, who haven't done that. And the winner of Supercross, the winner. Uh, gets uh, he. Let me check this guy out. Uh, he gets a two KX two fifty F. McFetteridge one hundred one has twelve eighty three. He has almost a twenty point lead. He has an eighteen point lead on everybody in the championship league. Wow, that's huge. Eighteen points. Wow. Um, he's right now in line to win a twenty seventeen Kawi KX two fifty F for winning this. So thanks to Kawasaki for making it happen. He has twelve eighty three, and I have uh. Eleven nineteen, so I'm not that far back. I mean, I'm you know I guess in fantasy terms I am. Yeah, I don't know. I can't win any. Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. All right, thanks to Pro Taper, ProTaper.com, Pro Taper Sports stuff has launched. Please check that out at the, your friendly neighborhood dealer. And uh, I'm Steve Mathis and uh, Jason Thomas uh, from Fly Racing. Happy picking, everybody. Thanks, JT. See you guys.